It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. And ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save money each and every day. And speaking of deals, coming up later, do you know why This is the best time of the year, perhaps, to buy travel. I'll tell you the patterns and why this is so important as a time for you to save versus much of the rest of 2018. And if you have an iPhone, you may be aware of the controversy involving Apple purposely degrading your experience on your phone to try to get you to buy a new one. Well, I'm going to tell you the latest and what Apple is offering as accommodation, and I am very impressed with Apple's apology because it's a company that usually won't apologize for anything, so maybe they've turned over a new leaf. I want to talk for a minute about the confusion with all the cross-currents in the political culture about the tax law that has just gone into effect that is principally designed to lower taxes for big international corporations. Their taxes were cut by a massive amount from 35% to 21%. And the reason this was so important has been something that pointy-headeds have talked about for years but never seemed to happen is that corporations don't have big international corporations. They don't have loyalty to country. I mean, that's not what they're about. Their loyalty is to their stockholders. And our tax laws were encouraging those companies to do business elsewhere and to keep their money outside the United States. With our corporate tax cut down to 21%, What it does is big international corporations now no longer have an incentive to do business elsewhere or to hide their money elsewhere. At 21%, it puts us right in the middle of the action, certainly not the world's lowest corporate tax, but no longer the world's highest corporate tax. Very valuable thing for us to do for economic growth moving forward. Now, that cost over the next decade somewhere around $1.5 trillion. So everything else that the Congress did was to try to make this seem like it was relevant to us as individuals and did some things to lower some taxes for, depending on the taxpayer, most will see lower taxes this year, next year, and maybe one more year after that. There are some taxpayers that will actually see higher taxes as a result of the tax new tax law. But most people will see potentially somewhat lower taxes. Also, for many people, doing a tax return will be the easiest it's been and forever. The standard deduction has been greatly increased to the point where most people will not have to do anything other than report your income and 
take the standard deduction, and you'll be pretty much finished with your tax return. The people that's not true for are people who tend to make more money, and when I say more money, generally somebody who makes above around $150,000 a year, which is a small segment of taxpayers, are going to see their taxes become more complicated and potentially more expensive. Taxes may be higher for you. If you own your own business, you may in fact see a drop in the tax you pay effectively of as much as somewhere between 10 and 15 percent of federal tax that you now pay. But for most people, the great news is that doing taxes is going to be ultra, ultra, ultra hassle-free. And the amount of tax you owe may drop a little bit. But the big important news involves provisions that affect only maybe 20% of taxpayers. As an example, I mentioned with the small business owners, depending on how you receive your income, you may see a tax cut. In the most extreme cases, you may see your taxes drop 20% as a small business owner. If you're putting money aside for a child's education, the 529 plans that you hear me talk about from time to time have become far more valuable because now 529 money can be used for education starting in elementary school on forward and people who make significant amounts of money and are likely to send kids to private school and then on to college will benefit from putting as much money as you possibly can put aside into a 529, what I used to call college savings plan. In fact, we're going to have to change that on Clark.com from 529 college savings plan. I guess we should call it 529 education savings plan. And so putting aside just as high an amount as you can for a high-income earner will be significantly advantageous tax-wise. And as far as other provisions, the most controversial of all is the one that caps deduction for state and local taxes. And that one has caused some hardship for people in states where housing is more expensive or where people tend to make higher salaries. But it is one of those things where anytime you make major changes in the tax code, not everything is going to be handing out ice cream or candy. There's going to be people who instead have candy taken away. And that has been absolutely the case for, I don't know if it's 30, 40 million taxpayers somewhere in there who will suffer mightily from the tight reduction in the deductibility of state and local taxes. But it is a mixed bag for individuals 
the whole key for me is our tax code was hurting our ability to grow our economy because we were telling companies, big ones, that America was not open for business. And the big tax reduction for big companies is clearly a signal that tells companies, we want you in America, we don't want you to take your business to Europe or Asia or anywhere else, we want you here, and that is the most important part of this. Now, as I've said in the past, I'm very unhappy about increasing the federal budget deficit. And I may be the last person in America who cares about that, but I think that government at all levels should only spend the money that it has coming in, except in extreme circumstances like war or depression. And here we are with very low unemployment and an economy that is in a nice recovery finally, and we're still running massive, massive budget deficits. And I can tell you, that's not right. Carl is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Carl. Hey, Clark. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely, um, Carl. <laughs> you got a new job? Well, no. Actually, I've got the same job. It's just my job site has changed. So in a couple of months, I'm going to have to relocate or potentially relocate to a new location about two hours down the road. Um, to an area that's about 20 or 30 percent more expensive home-wise. And I'm trying to figure out whether I want to take advantage of this relocation benefit because I don't want to sell my house where I'm currently living. So it's like uh, turning a very close commute to a, like a two-hour commute. Um, no way, no way. You're thinking of keeping your family where they are and you'll yep. spend 20 hours a week on the road. Well, or I rent a place, uh, you know, maybe a, uh, for a few nights a week. I do have an option of some work from home. I, my place is being a little flexible, but I'd be, have to be up there a couple days a week. So the, the relocation benefit thing, though, I want to poke at is they're, they're offering me, you know, which I can't fully take advantage of because I don't want to sell my home, but the buying part gives me um, closing expenses and a point in origination fees. Um, plus, I think a tax up on those things if I were to buy. And so I'm considering instead of renting up there, um, maybe buying a place where I rent out part of the house or and eventually maybe even renting it completely out versus just uh, renting, you know, an apartment or a part of a home somewhere. So I'm trying to help you help uh, get some help uh, teasing me through this uh, this decision and see what's financially smarter. All right, so the answer to the question comes this way. How many years do you think you'll be at this relocated job site? Um, Let's just say two, because, yeah, let's just say two. So with that short a cycle, I think that it's taking entrepreneurial spirit to too far an extreme. If you're going to buy a place that will only fit in your lifestyle for two years, you're then going to own a place that, depending on what's happened with housing prices and market conditions a couple years down the road, you're not likely going to want to keep that if you're no longer commuting there and it becomes a hassle 
to take care of, even though they're dangling this housing assistance to you, believe it or not, I would yeah. prefer that you just rent. Yeah, there's also a 24-month commitment once I take it. In other words, if I use any of that benefit, I'm kind of locked in, which is also kind of a negative. I would say that as, as appealing as it is having the relocation assistance, that in this case, you're best off walking away from that and keeping your life simpler. Okay. You're I already creating sense. disruption in your life and with your family with the ultra-long commute, spending a few nights a week away from home. And I think that uh, renting a very small efficiency apartment or even if you meet somebody at the new workplace where you could rent a garage apartment from them or rent a room in their home or something like that, I think makes more sense than throwing mm -hmm. yourself all the way in with a property that in the future may not make any sense to be involved in your life with. Okay, well, that's kind of what I was thinking. I just needed confirmation from uh, Mr. Clark. Well, I don't know what that's worth. I can just tell you, somebody who loves owning real estate, I would not love owning real estate in your particular situation. And stay alert on the road. That's a long time each day to be commuting. So it is a Clark-rageous moment, what's going on with Apple, but I really don't feel like playing the Clark Regis moment sounder because, well, there are a lot of people that are extremely loyal to Apple, including my family. And if you're not aware and you are an Apple phone user, you need to know that Apple had developed some software that would purposely degrade the experience of older iPhones. Now, there's been a lot of... Um, smoke and mirrors about why Apple was doing this, but when they got caught to their credit, Apple has apologized and apologized unequivocally for having done this to people's phones. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth discussion if Apple did this to try to force people to buy new phones, to make their phones so frustrating that they go buy new ones. Apple first said that they were doing this because of problems with the batteries and that they were dumbing down the phones so that the uh, batteries would perform better. But regardless, Apple is now offering an unconditional deal to replace the battery in your phone. The initial conditions they set in place are now gone. And if you have an iPhone 6, 6S, 6S Plus, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've heard today that people are replacing the batteries in 7s. There's just a flat $29 fee for Apple to replace the battery in your phone. So they call it also a misunderstanding. <laughs> Whatever it is, know that with your iPhone, if you don't want to lay out money for a new one and you'd like to get more years use out of your existing one, you can go into an Apple store and at the Genius Bar, they will handle getting you a replacement for your battery for the $29.
And Joel, I think we can sneak in and ask Clark here. Yeah, Clark, let's do it. Thomas wrote in. He says, it seems like people are receiving phone calls from my number, but I'm not the one calling them. Yeah. I think it's call, call spoofing. What can I do to prevent scammers from using my number? You can't. And this is a terrible problem is that uh, I don't know if you heard when we talked about this last month, people are receiving calls right now that appear to be from me that are going to people all over the country, and they are not coming from me. Uh, my name is being spoofed on caller ID. Anybody today, and I don't want to talk about the specifics, I want to help anybody do this, but pretty much anybody without too much heavy lifting can make caller ID on anybody's phone say whatever you want it to say, and so you can no longer, sadly enough, trust caller ID. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you keeping more of what you make. Clark.com's our main website, and you can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. You know, the weather in the eastern half of the country is pretty miserable, so to have a sizzling deal to get out of the cold weather, well, that's great. Or if you live somewhere where it's not cold, like I talked to my oldest brother whose birthday is today, and he was making fun of the fact that it's going to be 72 in Arizona today. And so if he wants to have the opposite experience. He can go somewhere where it's really cold and have that to live with. Because when the weather is bleak, in January, this is one of the best times of year to buy air travel. In fact, most forms of travel, especially right now, because people tapped out their wallets doing Christmas shopping. They may have traveled more than they do the rest of the year going to see people from Thanksgiving through the New Year's or over Christmas. And so the airlines while nobody's really paying attention, offer some of their very best deals that will occur all year long. The most aggressive with the airfare sales right now is JetBlue of traditional airlines, JetBlue, a mid-price airline. And JetBlue is offering a sale right now where most places are 50 to $80 one way. The JetBlue sale is good for travel, till late April and very short window to buy. Southwest has a sale that's good for travel till late May, more expensive than the JetBlue sale, but not by a lot. Uh, You'll find that with Southwest, most places, except going coast to coast, are going to be in the range of $60 to $80 one way. And the reality is what JetBlue and Southwest and Alaska do with fares, they set the pattern for most everybody else. And so their sales going on right now create a fantastic money-saving opportunity for people pretty much whoever you fly from wherever you're going to fly. Coast-to-coast, airfares are not as cheap on this sale as some others we've had of late, and you're going to find that most fares are going to be in the range of around 280 round trip 
coast to coast on this sale. Again, JetBlue till late April Southwest till late May with matches that, uh, if they haven't already happened, will happen in the next few hours. International fares will be on sale throughout January at what will typically be the lowest fares offered internationally all year long. And uh, by the way, when I'm talking about this, that doesn't mean you travel in January. You just buy travel in January. And I wanted to revisit something that came up twice last month with the rules seeming to move from time to time. But now the feds have issued a new directive on what's going to happen about driver's licenses from states that are what the feds refer to as non-compliant if you're going to go to an airport. Non-compliant states, which are quite a few, meaning they're not meeting the true ID requirement, and you'll know if your license is a true ID license if you have on it, in the upper right-hand corner, a star that has kind of a mustard color circle with the star in it, your license is compliant with the new rules to verify you are who you say you are. So the date has moved around, but now a non-compliant license from a non-compliant state will be able to be used at airports till early October. Now again, that is a change. And so the word you may have heard on local news that you are going to need to bring a passport or something like that to fly, that is being delayed. And in states that are compliant, the deadline is October 2020 for you to get your license up to date. So, again, this could change for like the umpteenth time again, but at Clark.com, we're going to put up the chart of states that are compliant and those that are not and explain the difference on what it means to you traveling. But if you have a hankering to go somewhere, go if you are served by JetBlue, start at their website. Go to JetBlue.com. Look at all the sale fares that are available. If you're served by a market that Southwest serves, go to southwest.com and see their sale fares. And then know, again, there may be matches from others on these deals. Clint is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Clint. Hey, Clark. Big fan. Well, it's great to have you here. You have had an experience traveling overseas you want to run by me. Yeah, we recently uh, took a trip to Europe over Thanksgiving. How was it? uh, Oh, it was great. The weather was was awesome and uh, couldn't ask for more. Um, That's really neat. Where all did you go? um, It was uh, a cruise in and out of Barcelona, seven-day Mediterranean cruise. So it was uh, really enjoyable. So you did ports in Italy and France. Is that likely what you did? Yes, and another one in Spain as well. So we got to see... Got to see a lot of country. Well, great. So what did you experience that you want to share with your fellow listener? Well, um, when we were over there, I, I tried to use my credit card for everything. I have a credit card with no foreign transaction fees. 
And at least on several times when I made my charge, the little kiosk would come up and ask if I wanted to make the charge in U.S. dollars or euros. And I wondered if it made any difference or if there was an optimal way to choose that. I was kind of, I wasn't sure what the best course of action was. Yeah, that's a trap. That's a trap. When And uh, this is popping up not just in Europe, but worldwide, where when you put in a U.S.-based credit card, it'll try to trick you into saying, yes, I want to do this in U.S. dollars. And then they hit you with an extremely unfavorable exchange rate and effectively charge you a lot more for your purchase. I see. So wherever you are in the world particularly since you have a card with no foreign currency transaction fees, you want to choose the currency of the country that you're in. So in your case, you were only in countries that use the euro. You would always want to say euro, not dollars. Okay, that makes sense. And at stores where they run the card for you, they may not ask you, so you have to say, I want to run this in euros. Okay. Or, okay. again, whatever country and currency you're in, you always want it in the local. Makes sense. Yeah, I believe it happened to me a year or two back in Canada as well. So um, but that, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm glad the trip was great. And you're so smart that you had a no foreign currency transaction fee card. Yeah, I don't remember if I actually chose U.S. dollars or euros. Not. I guess I'll have to check my statement. Yeah, (laughs) you'll know soon enough, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So just know that that anytime you're outside the United States, remember the answer to the question always when they ask if you want U.S. dollars for the transaction to be cleared, always the answer is no. Jay joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jay. Jay, are you there? I believe it's Jay Cliff. Oh, hi. How are you doing? Uh, so far, so good. I can't complain. I hope you guys are okay. Doing great, thank you. How can I be of service? Well, first of all, I would like to thank you for taking my call. And um, I'm a long-time listener and a first-time caller. And I would also like to thank all of your team members for providing services and advices that we receive on a daily basis. Well, thank you for that very much. And, you know, a lot of times people uh, only hear my voice and don't realize that there's a large team a of us. Small army. Small army behind your back pushing you forward. That's right. Although my brother, whose birthday it is today, would say it's a small Navy since he was a Navy small man. Small Navy, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need them, they need you, and all of us. We need both of you guys. Well, you're kind. Thank you. So, uh, as you know, uh, the tax season is coming pretty soon, and I have a question pertinent to tax preparation services. I've been using a preparation service, uh, tax preparation service, for the last 10 years or so. Never had any issues using it, never had been contacted with the IRS or anybody else for discrepancies, right? Okay. So, the other day when I was checking my credit score on Credit Karma website, I noticed they had an offer for free tax preparation service. So according to the information I was able to gather on their website, to what I understood, the tax preparation and tax filing was for free. So 
Would you mind sharing your thoughts on this topic, please? Yeah, so Credit Karma, this will be their second tax season offering free tax preparation. And it's just part of their whole thing that as they learn more about you, for them, they're able to make money off of what they know about you. So that's why they give you the free credit monitoring, the free credit scores, all the services that they offer for free or think about when you go check your credit score they say oh well based on your credit score we suggest you get this credit card yeah and then they get a commission if you click through and you got that card so the tax stuff i don't know exactly what the information value for them is on that but it's just an extension of what they're already offering with the credit karma tax and so it is completely free to use for both federal and state. To your knowledge and experience at this time, would you say there is any difference in quality of preparation between Credit Karma and other available tax preparation services? I have not used it myself, but I talked about it a lot last tax season, and I had zero complaints, as I recall. Not anybody was unhappy with using it. The great thing about it being free is the first year you could try the one you've been using all these years and run your taxes through a second time on Credit Karma. Just don't file yet, and you'll be able to see how how easy they are comparing side to side and how similar or different the results are. So that would be a way I think would be pretty easy for you to be able to make a decision if you were going to use Credit Karma and its free service now and in the future. Paula is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Paula. Hey, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Paula. You want to talk about the online banks? Yes, I uh, have a bank account and looking for the best um, place to put my money that can earn a little bit more interest than the average banking system. So I did look at the online, but I'm not sure of some legitimate or, you know, it's kind of fearful when it's not a physical building. So I wanted your thoughts. Yeah, don't worry at all. If they are FDIC insured, you have no problem at all. And the online banks have been stepping up the interest rate they're paying uh, day after day lately. Like today, the best I'm seeing is 1.60% on simple savings accounts and the big banks pay basically nothing Mm, that's right so you could look at one of the lists like we've got one we linked to from clark.com called go banking rates or you could go to bankrate.com either one and any any savings rate that's listed for any of the online banks it's only going to be there if they're legit okay no no fakes are going to be there so, um, uh, bankrate.com, you suggest? Yeah, that's fine. Or the one we have right from Clark.com. Either one, or try both of them and see where you see the highest possible interest rate. Yeah, I can remember years ago that just being able to compound interest, you know, was a good thing. But it seems like these banks these days are not not really growing. 
looking to increase as best I can. Sure, and interest rates are headed steadily higher this year, barring an unexpected event in the world. And so I'm expecting before too long, we'll see a bank or two offering savings rates around 2%. And again, the big banks will continue to pay zero because so many big bank customers just look at things in terms of convenience. So the banks take advantage of you for that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nick is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Nick, I understand you produce your own videos. I, well, I didn't produce a video. I just caught it on a GoPro and posted it on YouTube. And... and people are liking it, huh? Yeah. Some company reached out to me and they're offering to use it in a campaign. So they pay you how much money to use your video? Well, they gave me an offer of a $750. Yes. So this is a video you just posted for fun? Yeah. And now these people want to pay you for it? Yeah. You must be pretty good shooting video if, if out of the blue you're being offered money. Well, I mean, it was a pretty exciting video, so... So what control do you have over how they use it? Have you seen the agreement? No, not yet, but it's a, they, how do do I say it? They, you, um, they take care of the paperwork and everything and they find the people like to put it in ads and commercials and into, uh, other videos. So, and they get a price from that and I get a price from that. So they pay you the seven fifty up front. If they end up selling it to somebody for a lot of money, do you get any of that, or are you capped at your seven fifty you get up front? Well, they yeah, they just capped me the seven fifty up front. Huh. So I mean, gosh, this is really your choice because if you have no control how they would use it, who knows where that video could end up. And yeah. if you shot something really great, maybe it's worth a lot more than $750 to somebody. I would treat yeah, the 750 as an opening offer. All right. So, uh, you know, money doesn't fall out of the sky. You must be a more talented shooter or ha- captured something so magical that if somebody's just out of nowhere offering you money... Maybe you have something that's more valuable than you're giving yourself credit for. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast of our show, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. 
whatever your favorite podcast app is, we're pretty much there. And whether you love what you hear from me or hate it, take time to write a review. It's how we all learn from each other is from those reviews. 